Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you joined me. Thank you for doing that. And for today's Daily Word, I want to take us into Deuteronomy 16 and I want to invite you to notice with me there are, there are actually several verses that we were reading through this section and, and three that I counted, and maybe I even missed one, but three I counted in Deuteronomy 16, 2, 6, and 11, where we read something to the effect of, at the designated place of worship, he will choose for his name to be honored. And of course, ultimately, this is the temple in Jerusalem. But it's very interesting because time and time again, we're reading here, when you're making sacrifices, real important, don't just do it anywhere. Don't do it here, do it there, don't do it just where you want, only at the designated place. So what's actually going on here? And, and I want to share with you about this because it's a, of great significance for us as we trace this, uh, this sort of thread through to the New Testament. And that is that in this day, many people believe that the, the geography was what really mattered in terms of, of worship of, of the, the gods, in quote, small g, because the belief was that, that areas belonged essentially to different gods. And so uh, this, this is the god here, this is the god there. And if you lived in those places, you had to worship that particular god if you wanted that god's favor, right? And of course, we know today that there is only one true and living God. And the scriptures, of course, describe that for the people. And yet, there was this temptation, particularly as the people are going into the land. There is this temptation toward idolatry always in our lives for our hearts to to be drawn toward something else, to rest in, to find ultimate significance in something else. And so what the Lord knows is that if if people just start doing sacrifices wherever it is that they would like, that, that they would either make connections with the God of that area and sort of start to mix the worship and and become distorted and chaotic in their worship, uh, or or just simply make up a God that they want to follow, right? That, that this, is, this is the God that I want. I'm going to make up this God. And, and I think God knows that it, it probably won't even happen consciously, but that their heart will begin to wander from the one true and living God toward a God of their own creation. And, and of course, we're prone to this too. We, we don't think of it in the same terms, but our hearts are prone to wander from God. We, we are prone to give our, our hearts, our devotion, our passion toward other things, to put our trust in other things. But you see, now God binds our hearts to Him in, in a different way. And, and we see this, this transition, it's very interesting in the Gospel of John, you can see this transition happening in real time as Jesus is declaring the, the truth of the new covenant. And he's talking to a Samaritan woman. She really wants to know, what's the answer to this conflict of where we worship? Because, and we don't have time to get into this, but when, when the kingdom of Israel divided, the northern and southern kingdom, there was set up a worship location in 
uh, in the north. And so there had been this dispute ever since that division. Where is the true place to worship? And Jesus says, you know what, the time's coming when it's not going to be about that at all. And we read this in John 4, beginning at 23. He says, But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. And the reality is that the way that God seals us, claims us as His own, the way God keeps us for His own is that He seals us. And, and we see Paul, as, as he's writing under the inspiration of the Spirit in Ephesians 1.13, talking about the Holy Spirit sealing us, right? God claiming us, putting His seal on us, that we are His by the Spirit. And so our worship is really uh, about an intimacy with God. We are given the gift of the Holy Spirit so that our very bodies become temples of the Holy Spirit. The people of God, the church, the bride of Christ, the gathered people of God, uh, they, they become, we become the temple built together. So we are that meeting place. And, and so we worship in spirit, meaning that we, we worship in the very presence, our spirits communing with the spirit of the living God. We worship in spirit, in that intimacy. We worship in truth, right? Pointing directly to the word of God, the revealed truth of God, pointing directly to Jesus, the word of God made flesh, the son of God, showing us, revealing to us so directly, so beautifully, in such glory, the goodness, the nature, the character of God. And so our worship, the way that we are bound to God, is not about geography, it's about proximity. Not geography, but proximity. That is, to come before God in intimacy, in the midst of His people as He promises to be there, even when just two or three are gathered, we come and we worship in spirit in that intimacy with God. We worship in truth. We worship the one true and living God who is revealed in the scriptures and who has revealed himself in the word of God made flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so, and so, the scriptures instruct us not to neglect worship, to come before God, to give him praise. And we do, and we do with gratitude, not just, not just because we don't have to go to Jerusalem to worship, but because the presence of the living God is in our midst, is in us. What a gift, what a gift, and what a cause to inspire our worship that God has given us His very presence. Praise be to God, amen, amen. And until we get a chance to speak again. May God bless you and keep you.